seven, just after nine, we chat with Barbara Friedman. She'll share what's trending on social media. And yeah, uh, you're on your own, Barbara. <laughs> Yeah, Especially I know. At the first point. I do understand that, and it wasn't something. It's not something I choose easily because I do. My gut reaction is exactly the same. Why are we giving Malema airtime? Why are we talking about it? But as I was driving in, and I heard news on the radio, and the headlines were about him and his what he said at the Gauteng election workshop, and how they're a government in waiting, and then obviously the big other story that was all over the news this weekend, which is why Malema is trending, is that despite last week him congratulating the Springboks on their win, he's now decided that it's uh, it was what did he call it? Um, it was a political a slip in political consciousness. That's what's being reported in News 24. He said at this the weekend uh, he'd made a mistake when he congratulated them, and in fact. We cannot have a rugby team that is wearing the green and gold and called the Springboks because it harks back to the racist apartheid era. Of course, completely missing out on the reasons why that actually was was done, you know, after 94. But also as a populist, is he reading the room well? I think not. It doesn't really matter. Well, you know, I mean, I I think when I hear it on the news, I go... Why are we giving? And I know I'm talking about it, but I'm talking about it as a critique. I hope. Mm. And but I that's think exactly why, because you would have been drowned out by 60 million other voices saying the same thing. Well done, box. Exactly. He wouldn't have. But why this does time he get day with you today? No, I understand that. Um, I know that uh, Daily Mav uh, published an article a couple of days back where they looked at some of the results of the latest Ipsos poll and the Brenthurst Foundation poll, which say that if the election was to happen tomorrow, the EFF would get 17 or 18 percent of the national vote, which is a, is an, a, a slightly higher margin. Um, but is that true? You know, will that hold true by the time we get to elections? I still feel, you know, when you see the entire country, and I mean across the board, rallying behind the box in every township, in every leafy suburb, I mean, the kind of uniting factor, I mean, that would be absolutely the worst thing he could ever see. Because that is not how he appeals to the masses. Um, he doesn't want unity. He doesn't want us feeling we're stronger together. He wants quite the opposite. And so he had to get in on it, but obviously he waited a little a week, and then he made the headlines with this. The reaction on social media, though, mostly has been people across the board going, you know, this is divisive, it's um, completely... Yeah, well, you know. But I, yeah, I just feel like you can't never talk... I know we've had this discussion. You can't never talk about people, even if they're a minority party at the moment. Well, I mean, he's still bigger than the tiny, tiny parties. Because you never know what can happen. If yeah. you never critique them, if you basically just allow him to talk uh, his rhetoric and his propaganda, then possibly people think, you know what, I don't know what's going on. The ANC is so terrible. I mean, you know, the masses of South Africans might might say, well, let's give him a go. Because he says things that are not really accurate about what his party is planning to do. Um, although I think in this case, I think he definitely didn't read the room very well. Yeah, it, it was interesting. Peter, Ma, Peter Marie, remember Peter? Yeah. He, was, he was he was the premier, the, and 
he invited uh, people in the media to this very special interaction with him at the SABC. Uh, and he was saying, you write about me every day. The people see me on the front page of the newspapers. They can't read. They just see my face. They oh think I'm God. working for them. And I thought, you know, maybe there's a oh lot of logic goodness. in what he was saying. Yes. You know, they just see, oh, Peter Marie, don't understand the issues. See, see my yeah. TV. It's a symbol of working. something. Yeah. I mean, also, as we get close to the elections, legally, in terms of the IEC, you know, media has to give every party relatively similar coverage and I'm curious to see how smaller parties who don't get a mention I mean if any smaller party had made a comment about the box jersey nobody would have cared and in fact it really is about this one human this one person has become like this sort of cult figure and I just think it is also our responsibility to go you know let's think about what he's really saying Mm. and what is the impact going to be yeah, maybe but he shot himself in the foot this time. Maybe he did, which is maybe a good reason. He also made a comment. I was going to play it. Um, it was at yesterday's uh, event, um, and then I, I just, I didn't, didn't do it. He sort of speaks about rugby, and he mm. says it's not a white man's sport, which um, it's it true. is true. No, but then that is where he should have stopped his quote. But then he said it was played here in the Eastern Cape long before it was ever played. No, come no, on. No, no, and then he it's and a then big tradition in no, the it was Cape. it was that's not the point. Rugby was in, was started in England by William Webb Ellis, <laughs> and in eighteen seventy. And listen, this is not about race. This is not about anything. It's just about the fact. Yeah. So why you know if he'd said it's not just a white man's sport, absolutely I agree. But you, but why then go and claim? That it was invented in the Eastern Cape. But uh, let's let's be absolutely <laughs> uh, the 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 EFF support is is coming from a traditional ANC youth league base. They have been missing in action. Yes, and they are now careerists. They yes. are more interested yes. in 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 the money yes. um, rather than you know kind of bringing to the fore youth yeah. hopes and aspirations. Right. So and everyone's after the youth vote this election. That's the focus. Every single party will tell you they're focusing on the youth because we know that they are often the most apathetic part of any population. Most youth don't really think about voting till they might or maybe own a house or some sort of, you know, they're paying taxes. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah, the ANC needs to get their... their their youth to do what did he stop exactly. what Zalema did back then. I mean, the the bigger you're sort of disenfranchised or you're dispossessed, yeah. should I say, section of the population, the more populists um, will emerge. Yeah, and have a base. Okay, that was a bit long. Let's move on to the pebble bed reactors. Now, this is not trending, but I did think it was an interesting story. So I saw this over the weekend. It was actually on my broadband, who'd reported from. Um, uh, the Sunday News Report, which I couldn't access because I'm, I'm, it's behind a paywall, so I was reading this version. And it was interesting to see that the Western Cape is apparently all set to get its first mini-nuclear reactor as early as 2026, according to the report. And then they go on to talk about the capital that's being invested in this from private private investors. We know that the South African government put a hold on pebble bed reactors. I think it was in about 2010 when they ran out of money. So it's interesting that this is back up and running. And then after I thought I would talk about this, I saw that Lester this morning actually had... Peter Becker from the Kuburg oh. Alert Alliance are now. The Kuburg Alert Alliance is quite a, is quite an extreme bunch. I mean, I remember some years ago we they were on air and they talked about cracks in Kuburg. Just oh. then, Kuburg then reacted and said reacted and then said, um, excuse the pun, 
That was not true. That was not true. You know, so the, yeah, I'm just saying the, the Kubik Alert Alliance, I'm not quite sure what their absolute credentials are. I'm what was gonna, Becker's position this morning? He so I, I listened and I'm going to give you, you can go to the okay. Cape Talk website and listen yourself. But he says that the article was wrong. He says that it says you require um, a license from Nexa. That's the nuclear um, commission South Africa. And he says that's entirely untrue. It's the National Nuclear Regulator that has to give you a license, so they got that wrong. He also says that this 320 megawatts they talked about from the reactor in the stages is basically a third of a load shedding stage, so it's not going to make very much difference. And it sounds like he's on board. No, he's not. Oh. He says it doesn't, it's going to be a, he's not on board. He says the amount of uh, power that you're going to get out of one of these little pebble bed reactors is half a stage yeah. of load shedding. He says the solar farms do that anyway and you don't need safety requirements. Okay. He also says that the 2026 year is a ludicrous figure, which I kind of agree. <laughs> they can't even get wind farms up by then, so I don't know about that. Um, in terms of safety, he says, yeah, he says his concerns are that he hasn't been able to see any specs on the safety, um, any objective study of it. And so um, he says he questions the safety and the commercial viability of it. So go listen and you be the judge do you think it's a good idea i've, I've been fortunate and I, I know that one of the one of the leads on pebble bed which was apparently south african innovation at one stage yes it was mooted and then it was taken over and it yes. was bought out so there's a lot of correct stuff there by the u.s yeah company but my interaction with uh with this woman who was there in the lead in paris um, was that it's pretty safe technology. I agree. I mean, much as I don't, you know, I, I mean, I, I think obviously there's got to, you know, nuclear, the big nuclear power plants obviously are dangerous. I think nu these small pebble bed reactors, as I can understand it, they are something that might be a very yeah. viable prospect just in a world yeah. where we have other issues around possibly climate change and things, and we do need to have something. Um, it is, yeah. For baseload. For, exactly, exactly. Okay. Let's move on. Finally, I just, I know this is being chatted about since the end of last week, but I did have a good laugh when I heard the story. So it actually happened in June, and that was the World Sheep Sharing Comp Championships, the 2023 World Sheep Sharing Championships. At the time, I must say, none of us even really noticed. It was reported on, but nobody really cared. But because of our defeat against the All Blacks, against New Zealand, it's now making the rounds and being shared far and wide because South Africa no. will beat New Zealand in the 2023 World Sheep Shearing. It's called the Golden Shears, the Championships, the Olympics of Shearing and Wool Handling. And um, the South African team consisted of blade shearers Zuela Makosi Mbuweni and Bonile Habela, and they... Uh, Beat the New Zealanders who have been winning for years. They like these old hands, sheep sharing hands, yeah. and they have out. There was a whole. There are lots of articles. There are videos about it. That's and, the treble. And everyone was like, exactly. And I thought that was just so funny that um, not only did we beat them in in rugby and. Uh, Look, we beat them recently in the cricket too, although yesterday's cricket wasn't great, <laughs> no comment. Um, but we beat them in sheep sharing, which definitely yeah. is, a, is a New Zealand thing. I mean, we know they're more, well, sheep, actually, they're more sheep than people in New Zealand. Actually, historically, it's been an Australian thing. Mm, but they do always joke about the New Zealand sheep. Okay. There is a joke about the fact that there's like more sheep than people. Okay. 
Okay, but I'm sure the Australians also very good sheep yeah, shearers. Yeah. yeah, apparently they they like the the they are the sheep shearers. But it, I think from what I saw, there the, the, there are is a pair of New Zealanders who've been who've always been like the champions, and um, they've been they unseated. We need another public holiday. That's what why, I'm thinking. Why sheep shearers suffer the brunt of our? Or at least Cyril should have added that to his to his um, list of the celebration. I don't think we have any working days left after all the victories (laughs) of late. Thank you, Barbara. That's trending in social media. You may want to go and check out some more on capetalk.co.za. Next up, Sanusha Naidu, Political Analyst Institute for Global Dialogue. We're going to talk about uh, how Palestine-Israel conflict has affected South African politics.